This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by. Dick Tracy is on the air. The makers of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice, those two delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns, now bring you another thrilling Dick Tracy detective adventure. And there go the big guns, reminding us all that Puffed Wheat and Puffed Rice actually are shot from guns right in the Quaker plant. Nourishing grains of sun-ripened wheat and rice are loaded into the guns, and then they're exploded to eight times their normal size. That's what makes puffed wheat and puffed rice so specially easy to digest, so that you get their trigger-fast food energy much more quickly and easily. And that's important if you want to think fast and act fast like Dick Tracy does. And if you're a loyal Dick Tracy fan and friend, check up on the pantry at least twice a week to make sure there's always some puffed wheat or puffed rice there. Look to see at the end of today's program. And if there isn't one of those famous red and blue packages in the pantry now, ask Mother to order some from the grocer's. She's sure to be glad when you remind her of something so specially good for breakfast. And then you and mother and dad can join the thousands of happy families who enjoy Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice every day. And be sure you have your pencil and paper ready for today's secret messages. Get them now. When Dick Tracy closed the case involving the Baron and the substratosphere airplane plans, he paid a visit to Scotland Yard, and here the great detective found a new mystery. Dryden Small, the well-known Egyptologist, was returning to America with certain treasures which he had discovered in the ancient tomb of Tuctamino. Small had reason to believe that someone was trying to kill him, and Tracy was asked to protect him on the voyage to America. Sitting in Small's cabin the first night out, Dick and Pat were startled to see a strange face peering in at their window. Mr. Tracy! What's the matter, Small? What's wrong? Look there, the window. The man with the yellow face. The what? Dick, great Scott, look. That awful face at the window. It's gone now. Come on, Pat, we've got to find out who it is. Yes, and why are we standing through that window? Oh, don't leave me alone. Don't leave me alone. We'll back in a moment. Here, through this door, Pat. That'll bring us out on deck. I don't see anyone. No, neither do I. We'd probably waste our time if we tried to find out who it was now. Got too much of a head start, and it's too dark to recognize anyone. Come on, we might as well get back to the cabin. There are a few questions I want to ask Dryden Small. You know, Dick, there's something about that tomb digger robber that I don't like. We're here to protect him, not to make a friend of him, Pat. What I want to know is why he was so secretive. He hasn't told us the whole story by any means, Pat. What's your theory, Dick? What do you think he's trying to conceal? 
Well, I'm I'm not sure. But I think perhaps he stole something from Tutankhamun's tomb. Something which might be considered very sacred. And those who consider it so are trying to get it back. That's only a wild guess. Well, it doesn't so, sound so wild to me. Well, Mr. Small, we couldn't find a trace of your friend with a yellow face. Mr. Tracy, I must say I'm surprised. You promised me protection and then you run off and leave me alone. Why, I, I might have been murdered. Oh, nonsense. We were nearby and nothing could have happened to you. I wish you wouldn't treat this so lightly. You may not realize it, Mr. Tracy, but I'm in very serious danger. I don't treat any of my obligations lightly, Mr. Small. I tell you, the people who are after me are very clever. Not only that, but they have at their command all the forces of evil and black magic. Oh, so it's black magic now, is it? Yes, black magic and worse, perhaps. A curse has been set on me. I know it. I feel it. I'll never escape from it. Never. Small, precisely what are you taking back to the States with you? Not a great deal. Some ancient pots and utensils used by the pharaohs. A fragment of the great seal, and also the mummy of Tutankhamun's second son. The mummy is stored in the hull of a ship, isn't it? Yes, yes. And uh, what else are you bringing back with you? I, nothing, nothing but those things I told you about. Are you sure of that? You don't believe me, do you? To it bluntly and briefly, no. You think I'm holding back something from you, eh? Well, I'm not. I'm not, you hear? I've told you everything, everything. I don't know why they want to get me any more than, than you do. But I know they're after me, and you've got to help me. I'm not so sure of that. I'm not so sure that I'm not going to rid myself completely of all responsibility in this case. What? What do you mean? I'll take the trouble to explain for the last time. When you go to a detective and ask his protection, you've got to tell that detective just what you're afraid of and what he's got to protect you against. Now, Mr. Small, don't withhold any information from me, because in this case, too, it may mean the difference between life and death. I, I've told you everything. I, I swear it. Who is the man in the yellow, the yellow face? I don't know. I don't know any more about him than you do. From the way you spoke of him, you've seen him before. The man with the yellow face, you said. Do you know him, Small? Have you seen him before? Yes. Uh, yes, I have. You were right all the time, Dick. He was holding something back. Where did you see him before? Several times in Cairo and once in London. I don't understand it. I'm not sure I know how to explain it. But it seems I saw him every time I received one of those scarabs. Those scarabs which mean death and destruction for those who receive them. The only time I saw him in London was at the theater. The usher handed me a program as I came in. When I opened it, there, folded in between its leaves, was one of the scarabs. At that very moment, I, I happened to look up at the boxes. And looking down at me was the man with the yellow face. What else do you know of the man with the yellow face? Well, that's all. I don't believe you, Mr. Small. You know who he is and you know what he wants. I tell you... Now, let me warn you once again. If anything happens to you, you'll have only yourself to blame. Because when you had the chance, you wouldn't tell us everything you know. And now, shall we go down to dinner? Coffee, sir? Oh, yes, please. By the way, Small, do you still carry that pearl-handled pistol? Yes, and I shall never part with it. If you ask me, it's much too dainty to be any good. I'm afraid it isn't very much to depend on. This pearl-handled revolver has been with me a long time, Mr. Tracy. I intend to hold on to it. Hello. The lights have gone out. Dynamo must have failed or something. Certainly pitch black in here. Sir Tracy! Tracy! In the name of heaven! Small! Small! Where are you? He's struggling with someone. Help! Tracy! Help! I can get my hands on whoever it is. Ah! Got him! Give me a hand, you pal. It's so dark, can't see a thing. I've got a hold of someone. Well, yes, here it is. There go the lights. They're on again. Small. Oh. Why, why, I was holding you all the well, time. Who do you think you were holding? Well, all I could do in the dark was to reach out and grab. My, my throat, it, it hurts. Someone tried to choke me. 
Yes, yes, there are marks in your throat, all right. Grabbing hold of me did one thing anyway. It scared him off. Yes, yes, Paul. This time he was scared off. I wonder if I'll always get to you in time. I can't protect you from something that's nameless, you know. Something you won't tell us about. I've told you everything. Now, look here, Small. Tonight, you had an example of what might happen. And apparently, you're still unconvinced that telling me everything you know is the only sensible thing to do. Now, for the last time, will you talk up? Well, how about it? I've told you the whole truth. Very well. I've done my duty. I've warned you. been walking about on deck? Yeah. Isn't it a beautiful night? Yes, I suppose it is. Hey, met a girl strolling about on deck. Uh, Miss Forster, her name is. Oh, boy, what a girl. She's swell platinum hair and... Uh, Shay, what's the matter with you? Huh? Oh, nothing, nothing. You got something on your mind. Yes, yes, Pat. And his name is Dryden Small. Where is our friend Small? Or should I say our small friend? In there. Asleep? Reading in bed, I think. Pat? I'm more than ever convinced that he's keeping something from us. Hey, Dick, maybe the guy's on the level. Maybe we're just imagining things. Maybe someone is trying to get hold of some of the things he took from Tarankamal tomb. Small says they're very valuable. They're valuable, all right. That's one part of his story, I believe. But whatever the man with the yellow face is after, there's more than just a few trinkets taken from Tarankamal's tomb. Well, I wouldn't spend too much time worrying about it. Our job is to see that Dryden Small reaches America safely. Once he puts foot on American soil... Our job is done. No, Pat. I'm afraid it isn't as simple as all that. Well, why do you say that, Dick? I've been telling Dryden Small that unless he tells me everything, I'm going to give up all responsibility for his safety. Of course, I'm not going to do that. Either while he's on this boat or after he lands. But if he doesn't cooperate, why should you bother with him? I've got to stay with Dryden Small until I'm sure that he's out of harm's way. We've had to protect uncooperative people before. You know, Dick, there's something about this whole business that gives me the creeps. Oh, it's not as bad as all that, Pat. When we were chasing Max Gold or the Baron, we had something we could get our hands on. But what have we got here? Nothing but a face seen at the window. A figure that strikes in the dark. I think I don't like it. Well, I'm not exactly delighted myself, Pat. But we policemen have to learn one thing. Not to turn away when there's an unpleasant job to do. Doing the things we like to do is simple. Doing the things we don't like to do that proves whether or not we're men. Capable of holding down a man-sized job. Mm, I guess you're right as usual. And I'm glad you jacked me up. Oh, uh, look, Dick. It's uh, my turn to sit up with Small tonight, but uh, I was thinking that maybe... Yes, Pat? Well, you know, the girl I met on deck, Miss Uh Forster, I said I'd meet her in the ballroom for a few dances at 10.30, and, (laughs) well, I sort of wondered if... All right, (laughs) go ahead. How will you get back? Ah, thanks, Dick. I won't be very late. That's crazy. Well, what is it, Small? Come into my bedroom one moment. There's something I want to show you. What's the matter with you, man? Come, come. He sure looks funny to me, Dick. All right, come along, Pat. In here. Look. The wall above my bed. Holy mackerel, Dick. Look, someone's writing a message on the wall. Look, it's being written right before our eyes. Did you see it, too? I thought I was going crazy. It's an invisible hand writing something on the wall. I can't escape it, and you can't help me. This thing is too big for us. It's too powerful. Oh, the saints preserve no, 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 take it easy, you two. Let's see what the invisible hand is writing. There, there, it's evidently finished. Yes. Uh, look what it has written. Your hour is at hand. Your end is near. The black pearl of Osiris must shine again. Yes, yes. And look, there on the floor, it's another scarab, Tracy. Another scarab. (laughs) 
What is the meaning of the strange message on the wall? And how is it written? It's a puzzler, all right. But now it's time for the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol Meeting, the makers of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice, the specially delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns, invite you to attend. The 19th meeting will now come to order, and today the members of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol congratulate the Boy Scouts of America on their 28th anniversary. Let's all stand at attention, patrol members, as a tribute to that great boys' organization. Boy Scouts of America, we salute you. Fine, Junior. And now, patrol members, have you got a pencil and paper ready for the special secret code message? All right, Junior, let's have the message. Here it is. Prisoner 25-9-3-20-11. Did you get it? I'll repeat it again just to make sure. Ready? It's prisoner 25, 9, 3, 20, 11. 26, 21, 18. 17, 16, 20, 8, 16, 3. 8, 18, 15, 4. Now you can decode that secret message with your Dick Tracy secret code book. And remember what it says, patrol members, it's important. You know, Dick Tracy wants you to be as good as he is at decoding messages. So we're sending you a secret message every day this week. Be sure you have your code book, a pencil and some paper handy every day when you tune in on Dick Tracy. And listen, if you don't have a code book, join the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol now so you won't miss all the swell secret detective activities and good times. Now, here's all you do to get your secret code book, your patrol pledge, and special badge. Just tear the tops off two packages of Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice or one of each. Be sure it's the top panel that says, Three Wrappings Guard Its Christmas. Then mail the two box tops with your name and address to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. And you have the time of your life in the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. So ask Mother to get you some Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice at the grocer's. Remember, they're the two delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns to give you trigger-fast food energy. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at this same time. That is all. Something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it! 
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by. Dick Tracy is on the air. The makers of Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice, the two tempting, delicious, nourishing cereals that are shot from guns, now bring you another thrilling Dick Tracy detective adventure. Big guns, hear them? Well, the next time you have a big dish of crisp, nourishing Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice for breakfast, remember the sound of the big guns, because those two delicious cereals are actually shot from guns. Sun-ripened grains of nourishing wheat and rice are loaded into the guns, and then these little kernels of grain are exploded to eight times their normal size. That makes them look different and taste better than ordinary cereals. That special Quaker process makes puffed wheat and puffed rice specially easy to digest so that you get trigger-fast food energy more quickly and easily. And you need lots of quick food energy if you want to be as fast on your feet as your friend Dick Tracy is. And here's a good idea. Puffed wheat and puffed rice are two different delicious flavors. So ask Mother to get a package of each at the grocer's. And then you and Mother and Dad can have Quaker puffed wheat for breakfast one morning and Quaker puffed rice the next. That really gives you variety, doesn't it? So look in the pantry today to see if one of those famous red and blue packages is there now. If it's Quaker puffed wheat, ask Mother to get a package of Quaker puffed rice. And if it's Quaker puffed rice, ask her to get some Quaker puffed wheat. And then you have both for a delightful change that thousands of wide-awake boys, girls, and grown-ups enjoy every day. And remember, fellows and girls... There's another secret code message at the end of the program today. So be sure you have your pencil, paper, and code book ready. Dick Tracy has been trying to protect Dryden Small, a well-known Egyptologist from dark forces which seek his death. Small has received strange warnings, and several times his life has been attempted unsuccessfully due to the daring efforts of Dick Tracy. Both Dick and Pat are convinced that Small has kept from them the real reason for these mysterious attacks. In our last episode, we heard how a strange message, seemingly written by an invisible hand, had appeared on the wall above Small's bed. Let's see what the invisible hand is writing. Your hour is at hand. Your end is near. The black pearl of Osiris must shine again. Yes, yes, and look there on the floor. It's another scarab, Tracy. Another scarab. Yes, so I see. Another symbol of death and destruction. Why don't you do something? But it's no use. You can't fight the supernatural. They told me there was a curse upon the tomb of Tutankhamun. I should never have gone into it. All the others who have been in it have come to sudden death. Oh, stop it. Stop it, Small. There's nothing supernatural here. I know, but Dick, the writing on the wall, we saw the message being written. Yes, sir. And now look. It's beginning to fade. Ghost writing, that's what it is. The handwriting of a ghost. Oh, come, come, Small. Put yourself together. This isn't the work of a ghost. The man with the yellow face, whoever he may be, paid a visit to this cabin in our absence. How do you know he was here? Why, it's simple enough. The scarab on the floor, he left it there. The handwriting on the wall, he put it there. No, no, no. He might have put the scarab there, but the handwriting, that couldn't have been done by anybody human. We saw the message being written and there was no one here. Of course there wasn't. The message was written before we got here. We saw it when we turned on the bed lamp. I don't get it, Dick. Pat, put your hand over that lamp, about six inches away. All right. I've got it there now. What do you feel? Mm, Nothing but heat. Ah, precisely, heat. The heat from the lamp. 
Do you recall ever having used heat in connection with invisible messages before, Pat? Oh, why, sure. Say, I get it. This message was written in invisible ink and couldn't be seen until the heat of the lamp brought it out on the wall. Go to the head of the class, Pat. That's exactly what happened here. The man with a yellow face wrote his message in invisible ink. Small came in, turned on the lamp, and in half an hour or so, the heat from the lamp brought the message out. There's your supernatural for you, Mr. Small. You, you make it sound simple. It is simple. If the rest of this case were as simple as that handwriting, we'd have no problem. But, but it's not simple, Small, because you choose to make it difficult. I choose to make it difficult? Yes. You refuse to tell us all you know about this. You refuse to tell us what we've got to know of where to protect you against the man with the yellow face. There's a definite reason why you're being followed. There's a definite reason for these attempts on your life, such as the one in the dining salon tonight. There's some reason for these scarabs and that message on the wall. Now, what is it? I'm sorry, but I don't know any more than I told you. And I've told you once, and I'll tell you again, that you're not being entirely truthful. Now, look here. I want you to tell me the meaning of that message about the Black Pearl of Osiris. Yeah, that was a queer one. What is the Black Pearl of Osiris, anyway, Dick? I don't know about the Black Pearl, Pat. I do know, however, that Osiris was a god worshipped by the ancient Egyptians. And that even today, there are certain secret societies which still worship him. Mm. Your knowledge of Egyptian history is remarkable, Tracy. Well, unfortunately, I don't know quite enough. But you know what I want to know, Small. What is the Black Pearl of Osiris? I demand an answer. I, I don't know, Tracy. I swear it. If I knew, don't you think I'd tell you? I, I, I feel rather faint. I, I wonder if one of you would mind going up on deck with me. Just for a little while. Well, uh, I had a date with him. All right, Pat, you'll have to forget your date. I've got to see the captain at once. You'll have to stay with Small. Keep close to him on deck and don't let him out of your sight. Okay. I hope I get a chance to explain to that girl that I didn't mean to disappoint her. You feel better now, Small? Yes. Yes, Mr. Patton, the air is doing me good. Looks like we're going to have a fog. You can see whispers of it floating past the binnacle light up there. Yes. You know, Small, you really ought to come clean with Tracy. Patton. Yeah? That, that man leaning against the rail. He, he just looked this way. And his face. Well, what about his face? I, I'm not sure, but it, it looked yellow. It, it, it... Now, take it easy. Don't start getting jittery. Don't begin seeing a yellow face in every passenger on this ship. Look, look. He's moving away from the rail. He's disappearing into the fog. What was that? Something dropped at our feet. Yeah, I heard it. Let me see. Hey. Hey, here it is. What? Why, say, it looks it looks like a scarab. A scarab? A pattern. It, it's another warning. That was the man with the yellow face. Yeah, yeah. We'd better get down and get to your cabin. I'll get in touch with Tracy. No, 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 no. Not back to the cabin. I'm afraid to go there. Let's stay in the open. Okay, okay. But I'd better get Tracy here as quick as I can. Come on over by the light. What are you going to do? Well, Dick's in the captain's cabin. I'm going to send him a message. A message in code. Tracy, glad to see you. How are you, Captain? Mm, worried, Tracy, very much worried. I'm glad you're here. I don't like the things that have been happening on this ship of mine. Well, I'm sorry about the need for searching the ship, but you must understand, Captain, that at any moment, one of your passengers may be, well, put out of the way. Mm, that isn't what I referred to, Tracy. There are other things that are wrong. Such as? Well, have you heard about what's been going on down in the hold? The hold? Mm-hmm. I know. What's happened down there? One of the crew, a fellow named Weeks, was found about an hour ago, totally unconscious. Unconscious? Yes, lying in the door of the storage room. Not a strong fellow. As a matter of fact, he has a weak heart. 
That's why we have him down there. All he does is check the books and little odd jobs like that, you know. Yes, yes, but what made him unconscious? Well, according to his story, Tracy, as he was approaching the storage room, he noticed the door was open, which was unusual. As he began to investigate, he suddenly saw, standing in the doorway itself, a strange-looking figure. The next thing he remembers, he was lying on a cot. The ship's doctor was working over him. He's not given to seeing things, is he? I don't think so. He's a stable, dependable fellow. At any rate, he's never seen things before. Well, in that case, I don't think it'd be a bad idea to investigate that storage room. Now, about the search for the man with the yellow face, Captain. Yes, I wanted to talk to you about that, Tracy. We we don't seem to be making much progress. Matter of fact, Tracy, we're not making any progress at all. Yes, yes, I was afraid of that. Oh, excuse me. Come in. There's a message for Mr. Trotty, sir. Oh, give it here. Where did you get this? It was given to me by a gentleman down in Decay, sir. Thank you. Excuse me, Captain. Yes, certainly. It's a code message from Pat. Hmm? Prisoner 20, 21, 12, 16, 7, 10, 18, 22. Uh, will you excuse me, Captain? I'd better join Mr. Patton on deck immediately. Uh, nothing wrong, is it, Tracy? I don't know. That's what I want to find out. And I've got to find out fast. Well, I'll go along with you, Tracy. I've got to go up to the bridge, and this will be on my way. Glad to have your company, Captain, but let's hurry. Uh, we can take this companionway here, Tracy. It leads down to deck A. Fine. Decade. I don't see Mr. Patton, do you? No, but this fog is getting thicker. Mm-hmm. Maybe down at the other end. Come on. Well, I'll leave you here, Tracy. Man I... overboard! Man overboard! Yes. Man overboard, Tracy. Get down there as fast as you can. I'll see the watering the boats over the side. Right. Man overboard! Man overboard! Hey, hey, you there. Where is he? Oh, he's there. He's there. Man overboard! Man overboard! Guidance small. What's happened here? The man with the yellow face. Patton. Yes, yes, what happened? Overboard. Patton. Patton was thrown overboard. What? Pat overboard? Wait, Tracy, what are you doing? Why are you taking off your coat? Why do you think? I'm going after Pat. Stop! Don't! Another man overboard! Another man! Another man. Tracy, they'll both be found! Patton and Tracy, too! Will Dick save Pat? Or has a detective's friend been swallowed up by the black waters in the night? Dick will save him if anyone can. But now the makers of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice, those two popular, delicious, quick-energy-giving cereals that are shot from guns, invite you to attend another meeting of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. Here comes Dick Tracy Jr. now. The 20th meeting will now come to order, patrol members. And let's be sure we all have pencils and paper ready to take down today's secret code message. Are you going to give Dick Tracy's friends the message that Pat sent Dick today, or have you a special secret patrol message, Junior? Well, both, Mr. Quaker Man. First, I'm going to repeat the message that Pat sent to Dick Tracy. Good. Are you ready, patrol members? Here it is. Prisoner 20, 21, 12, 16. 7, 10, 18, 20, 2. Once more, Junior, to make sure everyone got it. All right, Mr. Quaker Man. It's prisoner 20, 21, 12, 16, 7, 10, 18, 20, 2. Fine. And now what's the special patrol message, Junior? Here it is. Are you all ready? It's Buffalo. 21, 12, 14, 10, 12, 4. 10, 20, 13, 3, 6, 10, 20, 13, 3, 21, 1, 8, 
Fourteen, five. Better repeat that one, too, Junior, I think. Okay. Ready, everyone? It's Buffalo. Twenty-one, twelve, fourteen, ten, twelve, four. Ten, twenty, thirteen, three. Six, ten, twenty, thirteen, three, twenty-one. One, eight, fourteen, five. Well, that sounds very important, Junior. It is. It's a special order for patrol members. But how about the fellows and girls who aren't members and can't decode the messages? Well, we can't very well give away the patrol secret. Of course not. I can't imagine any real wide-awake boy or girl not joining, can you? Not unless they don't know how to join on the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. So maybe you better tell them, just in case there are some fellows and girls listening in for the first time. Good idea. Well, here's how you can join the patrol and get the secret code, the patrol pledge, and the membership badge so you don't miss any of the fun. Just tear the tops off two packages of Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice or one of each. Put them in an envelope with your name and address printed on a plain piece of paper and mail them to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. Then you get in on all the secret detective activities, too. And Dick Tracy sends you a secret code book, a patrol pledge, and a special badge, all free. Tell Mother how those nourishing, delicious cereals are shot from guns to make them specially easy to digest. So ask her to get you some Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice at the grocer's. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at this same time. That is all. Tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by. Dick Tracy is on the air. The makers of Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice, those two tasty, nourishing cereals that are shot from guns, now bring you another thrilling Dick Tracy adventure. And there's the sound of the big guns in the Quaker plant, where they're making puffed wheat and puffed rice for the thousands of happy families who enjoy something specially good for breakfast every day. You know, breakfast is a very important meal. It follows the longest stretch between meals and comes just before you start your active day. That calls for lots of real food energy. And that, in turn, calls for nourishing puffed wheat and puffed rice. That's why they're shot from guns. A special Quaker process explodes each grain of wheat and rice to eight times its normal size. The tiny, hard-to-digest food cells are unlocked for you so that you can use their trigger-fast food energy easily and quickly. So have Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice for breakfast often. Try them turnabout. Puffed wheat one day, puffed rice the next. You know, there's a good idea for you to tell Mother about. She's always trying to give you and Dad something different that you really enjoy and that's specially good for you, too. Well, with Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice, you have two delicious flavors for a taste variety that the whole family goes for. 
So tell Mother about it and ask her to get some Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice at the grocer's. And then you can change flavors every day and still be getting the trigger-fast food energy you need to be as quick in thought and action as Dick Tracy is. And remember, patrol members, there's another secret code message for you at the end of today's program. So be sure you have your pencil, paper, and secret code book ready. An unknown assailant called the man with the yellow face has threatened the life of the well-known Egyptologist Dryden Small. Yesterday, we heard how Dick had received a code message from Pat, who was walking on deck A with Dryden Small. As Dick and the ship's captain hurried to deck A, someone cried, Man overboard! It seems Pat, fighting hand-to-hand with the man with the yellow face, had been thrown overboard. The brave and courageous detective leaped over the side after his friend. Will he save him, or will he too meet death in the black waters of the ocean? Come along, man. We've got to get that lifeboat over the side at once. Good, no, good, good. Come along, come along. Goodness, they're keeping their searchlights going. Right, sir. I don't see. Hold on, sir. There's something to port. Two points in the port bow, sir. This way! Help! Let's face the Pull out, men. Right, sir. Inside of them. Heave away there. Heave, boys. Heave. Uh, stand by in the bow, bosun. They're open port. Aye, aye, sir. Pause. Yeah. All right, Mr. Tracy. We've got you, sir. We've got you. Take Patton. He's out. Right, sir. Right. Pull him in, boys. Pull him in. Uh, now, lend him a hand. Here we are. Uh, all right, you next, Mr. Tracy. Grab hold, sir. Grab hold. Yeah. Easy. Up you come, sir. Up you come. Over. Oh, thanks. There we are. Uh, oh, that was cold. How's that? Hey, you'll be all right, Tracy. Suffering from cold and shock, most likely. We'll get him back to the ship at once. And pull away together. Stroke. 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 Well, Dick, I guess I owe my life to you once again. Someone else would have pulled you out if I hadn't been there, Pat. Ah, uh, but no one else did. That's the point. Now that you're able to talk, Pat, tell me, what happened up there on deck? Well, Small and I noticed someone whom we took to be the man with the yellow face. Uh-huh. I immediately sent you that message asking you to come up on deck. Well, after the steward left with the message, Small and I walked aft along deck A, when suddenly a figure slipped out of the shadows. He was honest before I could get set. Uh-huh. He knocked Small to the deck, and then I grappled with him. Dick, I, I've never met anyone so powerful in all my life. I couldn't do a thing against him. He was so strong that he actually picked me up bodily and heaved me overboard. Hmm. I don't suppose you got a good look at him, Pat. No, Dick, I, I didn't. Everything happened so quickly. This man, Dryden Small, he knows why he's being hounded, Pat. He knows what the man with the yellow face is after. I'm convinced he also knows who the man with the yellow face is. Well, why don't we just wash our hands of the whole matter, Dick? Oh, now you know we can't do that, Pat, even though I told Small I would. There's something I can do... I can have this out with Dryden Small. So far, we've managed to protect him, but we can't go on this way. We've got to make that fellow realize that the closer we get to America, the more desperate our adversaries will become. Come on, we might as well have this out right now. Yeah, but the doctor said he was sleeping. I can't help that. Well, I wonder who that is. Come in. Well, Captain, come in. I don't mean to disturb you, Mr. Tracy, but something terrible has happened. Well, what is it, Captain? The thing I've been dreading has come at last. You recall earlier this evening, I spoke of one of the crew being found unconscious in the storage room. He was a man with a weak heart, I said. Yes, yes, I remember. He's the man who claimed to have seen a figure standing in the door of the storage room. Yes, well, he insisted on going on with his work in the storage room. He's had another shock, Tracy. 
One that may be fatal. Not a heart attack? Yes. From what I know, I, I'm convinced he was scared into his present state. I see. Where's the victim now? He's still down in the storeroom. The doctor is giving him first aid, trying to revive him. Pat, you stay with Dryden Small. Yeah? I'm going down to that storage room with the captain. Those two things may be linked up. I don't know how, but they may be. Okay, Dick. Don't worry about me. I'll be all right. Here, uh, take my gun. You may need it since you lost yours overboard. All right, thanks. And don't let Small out of your sight. Oh, I won't. Come along, Captain. Right. What you say is true. We may have to make new plans at once to trap the man we're looking for. Well, Doctor? He's still in the deep coma, Captain. I haven't been able to do a thing for him. I'm afraid he must be taken to the ship's hospital. Oh, very well, Doctor, very well. I've already sent for a stretcher. Splendid. Give him the best of care. I tell you, Tracy, it, it was something the man saw. Captain, may I suggest that your men make a thorough search of the hole at once, especially the storage room? I've already seen to that, Tracy. You told me this evening about the strange apparition this man saw. It may certainly have something to do with this. Perhaps it was the man with the yellow face. By the way, what... What's that thing over there? You there? <laughs> That's the mummy case Dryden Small is bringing back to America. I believe it contains the mummy of Tadonkamal's second son. Frankly, Tracy, I'd feel much happier if Tadonkamal never had a second son. Yes. A mummified passenger isn't altogether pleasant. Uh, what I'm worried about is the effect of all this on the crew, Tracy. They talk a great deal. Too much, perhaps. Rumors get around, you know. Before you know it, your ship has a bad name. I I don't like it. I don't understand that. Ah, here comes the mate. Have you found anything? No, nothing, sir. Another thing. The men still going over everything, though, just to be sure. Yeah, thank you. Well, Tracy, there doesn't seem to be much either of us can do here. Would you care to join me in my cabin? A little coffee, perhaps? Some sandwiches? Yes, I'll do it very much. But I feel the most important place for me to be right now is back in Dryden Small's cabin. All right, I'll have the coffee sent there. Hey, Dex, sir. This way, Captain. Driving small stateroom is down this way. Yes. You know, Tracy, it certainly is reassuring to have you on board this trip. I'd hate to have all these bizarre things happening without you here to help clear them up. Well, I haven't cleared them up, Captain. No, but I know your reputation. I have absolute confidence in you, Tracy. Well, thank you. This is really one of the most puzzling cases I've ever encountered. Mm -hmm. I don't believe I ever had so little of a tangible nature to work with. There's so many things I'd like to know... I'd give a great deal, for instance, to know what the black pearl of Osiris is and where it is. I'd like to know why the man with the yellow face is so anxious to get a hold of it. To make it brief, Captain, I, I'd like to know what it's all about. Mm, that is all that, eh? Well, I'll say this, Tracy. I'll be a very much relieved man when this ship docks at New York. I dare say. Well, here we are. Mm -hmm. ah, Pat must be in the bedroom. Yes, he is. Uh... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Voice, strange voice. Listen. I have no desire to discuss this matter with you at any length. All I ask from you is that you tell me where the Black Pearl is. The Black Pearl of Osiris. I don't know, I tell you. I don't even know what you're talking about. Your friend, Zydon Small, practiced the same deception. He, too, pretended ignorance of the Black Pearl of Osiris. You see what has happened to him. The same thing will happen to you. This pearl-handled revolver of his may not be very impressive-looking, but I rather think if it is well-aimed and uh, skillfully handled, it can be deadly indeed. Now, listen, I'm telling you... You will I... tell me nothing but what I want to know. Where is the black pearl of Osiris? Answer, you white devil, or it will be the worse for you. We haven't Tracy. What? What's going on in there? It's evident the pets on the spot. I've never heard that voice before, but I'll bet it's the man with the yellow face. What can we do? Have you a gun? No, I haven't. Neither have I. I gave mine to Patton. I can get one, though. No, there's no time. We've got to work quickly. But you can't do anything against that man without a gun. I'm grow short, my friend. Answer me quickly. 
I refuse to waste further words with you. Now listen, I'm telling you the truth. Why should I lie to you? I don't know where the black pearl you're talking about is. This little pearl-handled revolver is about to speak. I do not think you would care to hear its voice. Now, I tell you, you've got me all wrong. I don't know any more about that black pearl than you do, or Tracy does. He tried to get dry and small to tell us, but he wouldn't. Very well, my friend. I see you are not only stubborn, but reckless of your life. And so it Ready, becomes Captain. necessary for What are you going to do? Pull a bluff, Captain. Pull a bluff. Kill you. And believe me, my friend, you could have avoided it if you had wanted to. However, you forced my hand. And so... Dick! Dick! Where you are. Drop that gun or I'll drop you. Who is the man with the yellow face? And will Tracy succeed in bluffing him? What is the mystery of the Black Pearl of Osiris? We'll soon know. But now the makers of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice, those two delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns, invite you to attend a meeting of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. And here's Dick Tracy, Jr., your patrol president now. The 21st meeting will now come to order. And today I have another secret code message for you patrol members. So get your pencil and paper ready, fellows and girls. You know, one reason why we're sending you these secret messages every day is that Dick Tracy wants you to be able to use the code as easily and as quickly as he does. That's important. And that's why you should send at least one code message to every patrol member you know every day. That's the way to get good at it. And it's a lot of fun. But now get ready for today's secret message from Dick Tracy. Here it is. It's football. Ten... 11, 7, 17, 11, 26. 17, 9, 12, 25. 5, 17, 6, 15. 11, 25, 13, 3, 26. Did you get it? Repeat it, Junior, to make sure. Okay. Here you are. It's football. 10, 11, 7, 17, 11, 26. 17, 9, 12, 25. 5, 17, 6, 15. 11, 25, 13, 3, 26. And remember, fellows and girls, that's a real message from Dick Tracy to you. Follow those instructions because something very important is about to happen. And if you or any of your friends are missing all the fun we're having, tell them how to join the patrol right away. You know, you just mail two Quaker Puff Tweet or Quaker Puff Rice box tops or one of each with your name and address to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. Then you're a full-fledged member. You get the secret code book, the Dick Tracy Pledge, and the patrol member's badge. And don't forget to form your own active Dick Tracy patrol. It tells you how to in the secret code book. And then you're a patrol leader, and Dick Tracy sends you the special patrol leader's badge to wear with your regular badge. And say, patrol members, have you been promoted to the rank of sergeant or lieutenant yet? It's a real honor to wear one of those officers' badges, you know. Look it up in your code book and start now to win your promotion. Show Dick Tracy the kind of stuff you're made of. There go the big guns to remind you that Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice are actually shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast energy in two different delicious cereals that thousands enjoy every day. And if there isn't any puffed wheat or puffed rice in your pantry now, be sure to ask Mother to order some for you at the grocer's. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at this same time. That is all.
tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by. Dick Tracy is on the air. The makers of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice, the two tempting, delicious, nourishing cereals that are shot from guns, now bring you another thrilling Dick Tracy detective adventure. Hear the big guns? That's the way they sound when puffed wheat and puffed rice are shot from guns in the Quaker plant. Remember that sound the next time you sit down to a big dish of crisp, crunchy puffed wheat or puffed rice for breakfast. You see, when the nourishing grains of wheat and rice are shot from the big guns, they're actually exploded to eight times their normal size. Each tiny, hard-to-digest food cell is unlocked, and that's why Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice are so specially easy to digest, why you get their trigger-fast food energy so quickly and easily. And remember, patrol members, if you want to be strong, healthy, and alert like Dick Tracy is, you need lots of that same kind of food energy. So join the thousands of happy puffed wheat and puffed rice fans who enjoy puffed wheat one day and puffed rice the next. That gives you a delightful taste variety that mother and dad enjoy, too. So tell mother about those two swell flavors and ask her to get some Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice at the grocer's for you. And be sure to have your pencil and paper ready for a secret code message from Dick Tracy. Aboard the liner Marvania, bound for America, Dick Tracy and Pat have been trying to protect a certain well-known Egyptologist named Dryden Small from an unknown enemy called the Man with the Yellow Face. Yesterday, we learned how one of the crew in the hold of the ship had been frightened by a strange apparition. Returning from the investigation, Dick overheard the man with the yellow face threatening to kill Pat, whom he had left with Dryden Small. Tracy had no gun with him, so he was forced to try to bluff the man with the yellow face into believing he did have one. Will he succeed? Whoever you are, drop that gun or I'll drop you. Ah, Mr. Tracy. Come in, won't you? I've got you covered, so don't try anything. Put down that gun. Thank you. No. This little pearl-handled revolver belongs to Dryden Small. A dangerous little toy, but rather attractive. So I prefer to keep it. Who are you? What's your name? I believe I have been called the man with a yellow face. Rather an unpleasant, distressing name. I don't like it. My real name, and I hope that you will use it henceforward, gentlemen, is Kumi Batik. Egyptian, huh? That is right. Dick, he wounded Dryden Small. He knifed him before I could get in here. I heard Small cry out. It was in self-defense. You see, Mr. Tracy, he was indiscreet enough to withhold something from me. Something I wanted very badly. The Black Pearl of Osiris. Ah, you know. You wounded Small because he wouldn't tell you where it was. What is the Black Pearl of Osiris? Why have you been following Small to get it? That gun you are holding in your pocket, if you actually are holding a gun there, Mr. Tracy, compels me to answer more or less. As I have said, my name is Humi Batik. I am the high priest of the cult of Osiris, a secret group dedicated to the worship of that ancient god. And what about the Black Pearl? Has it some religious significance? Uh, it has indeed. The Black Pearl is a very small pearl. But, as you know, black pearls are rare, and therefore are of considerable value. Aside from its value in money, however, the black pearl of Osiris is priceless in our eyes, for it is really the heart of Osiris. How can a pearl black or white be anybody's heart? Oh, you interpret my remark too literally, Mr. Patton. 
Many, many hundreds of years ago, a statue of Osiris was molded from gold with eyes of diamonds. When it was erected, it was decided that the statue must have a heart, and it must be something unusual, something worthy of that incredibly beautiful statue. Tutankhamal, the pharaoh of that time, had in his possession a small but perfect black pearl, and he gave this to the temple to be used as the heart of Osiris. I'm beginning to understand. That statue wasn't by any chance placed in Tutankhamal's tomb when he died, was it? Mr. Tracy, I bow to you. Yes, the statue was placed there. For hundreds of years, it was safe. Then came this infidel and stole the black pearl. But we knew, we who have guarded it for centuries, we knew that the heart of Osiris had been taken and that it must be returned at all costs. I have found it necessary to employ force, a thing I detest. But in my heart, I know that Osiris will forgive me, for I did it for him. Well, that's Osiris, will Batik. Undoubtedly, you're aware of the fact that there is another law here on Earth which meets out its own justice. So... No, no, no. Do not move toward me, I caution you. Believe me, I will gladly give myself over to you after I have returned the pearl. But I have not the black pearl. And until I do have it, you cannot have me. I'm afraid you're mistaken about that. Believe me, I sympathize with you, but... It is not your sympathy I want. It is the black pearl of Osiris. That is what I want, and that is what I will have. Put down that gun, Batik. You cannot frighten me. I am not sure whether you have a gun there in your pocket or not. But if you have, you had better begin firing it now, because... Look out, sir. He's aiming at the light. Got that door. Captain. The door, Captain. Don't let him get out. Go. Dick, you're hurt. You're hurt. Don't move. Out of my way, Captain. Don't let him. After him, Batik. Don't let him get away. Oh, my leg. I can't stand it. Go after him. Don't let him get away. Yes, and by the Lord Harry Tracy, I'll have the whole crew out to look for him. Does that hurt, Mr. Tracy? Well, Doctor, not much. Not much, huh? I admire your nerves, sir, but you can't tell me that you aren't experiencing intense pain. I've thrown for bullets before. Well, you, you have to get it out, don't you? Yes, but I'm not so sure that I can. That fire of yours ought to be x-rayed to find out the exact location of the bullet. The bullet must be a very small one to judge from the wound. Yeah, it was a very small revolver. A small pearl handle, one belonging to Dryden Small. Ah, yes, Mr. Small. I treated him for a few knife wounds an hour ago. He'll be laid up for a long time. Mr. Tracy, I don't like that man. He deserved everything he got. Huh. That hurt you, didn't it? No, no, it's gone. Yeah. The crew are searching for Huey Batik, are they not? Yeah, every available man. They'll find them, too. I wonder. Clever, that Egyptian. They searched for him before and couldn't find him. Pat, I'm afraid our Egyptian friend is clever enough to find a safe place to hide. I wish I could be out with a crew hunting for him. What about that black pearl, Dick? The Egyptian seems sure dried and small hatted. Have you any idea where it might be? No, Pat, I haven't. I can't help thinking that if only I'd known about this before. Dried and small had told me the whole story. All this might have been avoided. That would have meant telling you that he stole the pearl of Osiris. Yeah. You always suspected him, didn't you? Well, I thought he was dishonest. Faced it, but... I'm not indefinite. It's crazy. Yes, sir. I'm not going to probe for that bullet anymore. It's useless. Oh? You have to wait until we dock tomorrow, go to a doctor immediately, and have it x-rayed. Unfortunately, we have no facilities for x-ray on board. I see. All right, Doctor. I'll do that. I'll bandage it up. I think you'll be able to get around. All right. Thank you, Doctor. Thanks very much. No lucky yet, Captain? Oh, none, Tracy, none. My men are searching the boat, but there doesn't seem to be much chance of finding Mr. Batik. 
As you say, he's probably chosen the one place where we wouldn't think of looking. Yes. The one place where we wouldn't think of looking. I wonder what that might be. Well, if I knew, I could save the crew a lot of trouble. But I can promise you this, Tracy. He won't get off the boat when we dock tomorrow without being caught. I'll see to that. Yes? I wonder, Captain. I wonder. I've been watching the passengers go down the gangplank, Dick. So far, I haven't seen anyone resembling that seat. No, neither have I, Pat. But he's going to try to get off this boat. He's within a map. We have every gangplank on it. Hey, Dick! Junior! Well, old man, I'm glad to see you. Oh, gosh, am I glad to see you, Dick. Oh, hello, Pat. Oh, thanks. Oh, Pat. <laughs> That's okay, kid. I know when Dick's around, no one else exists. <laughs> Tell me, Junior, how's the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol going? We got lots of members? Boy, I'll say we have. Hey, what are you looking for? Oh, um, a friend of ours, Junior. He thought he might be getting off the boat. Uh, some gangster, I'll bet. Wrong that time, youngster. See anyone, Pat? No, I just thought for a minute. But it isn't him. Say, who are you looking for, anyway? An Egyptian named Humi Batik. He's been hiding on boat. Wounded a man. He says he did it in self-defense. We've got to get him. Dick, are you limping? Well, he shot, Junior. Shot by the Egyptian, huh? Yeah. Say, Dick, is it bad? No, no, no. It's all right, Junior. Oh, Captain. Hello there, Tracy. Any luck? No, none as yet. Well, I hope he hasn't got past this. But I don't see how he could. I've got men stationed all over the place. Humi Batik isn't hard to recognize with that yellow face of his. There are two things that puzzle me, Captain. Hmm? Where is Humi Batik hiding, and where is the black pearl? I searched the small to track thoroughly and couldn't find it. Well, I'd give a good deal to know the answers to those questions myself. Hey, Dick, isn't that a body they're bringing off now? Down by the hole there. No, no, that isn't a body, Junior. That's a mummy case containing a mummy which belonged to the guy who was wounded. A mummy? Oh, gosh. What would be the one place we'd never think of looking? Uh, uh, what was that, Tracy? Captain, I may be crazy, but come on. Dick, where are you going? I'm going down to have a look at that mummy. But, Dick, you don't actually think he'd be in there, do you? I don't know, Pat. The one place we haven't looked for him. The one place no one would think of looking for him. I haven't, Tracy. I believe you're right. But still, no. Here, you. Yeah? Put that money case down, will you? Oh, with pleasure. Boy, they sure built these things in the old days. Where's it, ton? All right, boys, put it down. Okay, okay. There it goes, there it goes. There we are. Well, I must say, Tracy, you certainly are thorough. Got a hand it to you. I would never have thought of looking in that mummy case. Well, we're not sure he's in there. He may not be, you know. Yeah, there's something to that. But I have a hunch, Pat. A hunch that he is. All right, boys. Pry out that lid. Okay. okay. Draw your gun, Pat, and stand ready. Right, Dick. You may need it. Is Humi Batik concealed in the mummy case? And supposing he is, where is the black pearl? A big surprise awaits us. A surprise you won't want to miss for anything. And now stand by for a meeting of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. Brought to you by the makers of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice. Those two nourishing, tasty cereals that are shot from guns. Here's Dick Tracy Jr., your president now. The meeting will now come to order. And today we have another secret code message for you from Dick Tracy. Have you got your pencil and paper ready to take it down? If not, get them right now so you won't miss Dick's secret message. While you're getting your pencil and paper... I want to report a lot of new promotions to the ranks of sergeant and lieutenant. Congratulations, officers of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. And if you aren't an officer already, start to win your promotion right away. It tells you how in your secret code book. All right, Mr. Quaker man. Here's the secret code message. You ready, everyone? It's prisoner 20, 6, 10, 16, 3, 21, 17, 16, 
20, 8, 16, 3. 8, 18, 15, 4. 12, 21, 15, 13, 9, 14. That's a long one, Junior. I think you better repeat it. Okay. Here it is again. It's prisoner 20, 6, 10, 16. 3, 21. 17, 16, 20, 8, 16, 3. 8, 18, 15, 4. 12, 21, 15, 13, 9, 14. That's real news for you from Dick Tracy Patrol members. Be sure you decode that message. It's important. And with all the big things that are happening, be sure there's some famous Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice in the pantry so you can get your box tops. Look today to be sure. And if there isn't any, ask Mother to get some at the grocer's, and then you and Mother and Dad can have puffed wheat one day and puffed rice the next for a delicious variety that really brightens up your breakfast. And don't forget those two swell cereals are shot from guns. Adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting Dick Tracy adventure next Monday at the same time. That is all. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!